What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to A Few Things, where we give our greatest discoveries the podcast they deserve. I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. This show is brought to you by Avakind. Find out more and sign up for our newsletter at avakind.com. Do it. Do you think that's our new jingle, avakind.com? No. <laughs> mm. It sounds like it could be a jingle. Yeah. The only time... The, the, I said com kind of strangely, which I think is what's going to no, make exactly. catchy. No, exactly. Com. Com. Yeah, no, that yeah. was good. Thank you. Um, what are you excited about these days? Um, well, on... something Well, something where I'm excited about mm-hmm. um, is books. Claire. Yes. Something I'm excited about is books. Um, so, you know, the a few things, reading things. Um, controversy? Controversy. Yeah. yeah, I think that's yeah. the best word mm-hmm. for it, for sure. So we had the book club. People had really mixed feelings about the book club. They felt a lot of pressure to participate or whatever with the book club. Here's what I'll say about the book club. Mm-hmm. We are good at picking books. We are very good at picking books. Here, So uh, Tiari Jones, mm-hmm. who wrote Silver Sparrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and came on and did, was, and one, just was one of my goddamn gems. Oh, my gosh. So good. Wonderful. Um, her most recent book, which is coming out this month, I think, mm-hmm. or just came out, American Marriage, is the new Oprah Book Club pick. And it's part of like a trilogy, basically. All of the books she's written are connected. So if you read Silver Sparrow as part of the Reading Things Book Club, you then can pat yourself you can on the graduate back to Oprah's you, book. Club. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I think American Marriage is sort of meant to be almost like a precursor to Silver Sparrow. I can't remember. Uh, the characters are all like connected to each other, exactly. but the, the storyline doesn't follow, right. I think, in the, in a linear way. You don't need to read them all. No, but, no, no, no. But you no. can know that they're all in the same universe. Exactly. She's like weaving a whole little world here. It's yes. like Marvel DC comics. That's exactly right. <laughs> as, as, as much as I understand that. Yeah, same. Same, same, um, same. Also, The Miseducation of Cameron Post, yes. um, which is another Reading Things book club pick. Um, we knew at the time we discussed it was being turned into a movie, and it just premiered at Sundance, and it won the uh, the grand jury prize, the big, the big, the kahuna. big one. Yeah, is that what they <laughs> yeah, say? Yeah, I think so. The, I think that goes by that the often. The big fish, yeah. the big kahuna. Who knows? The great white whale. That's yeah, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I feel I am very excited to to see the movie version. 
Absolutely. Same. Um, yeah. Pretty, pretty thrilling. Um, so because we're not doing this book club anymore, mm-hmm. we thought maybe this was an opportunity instead to share books that we're excited about that are yeah. coming out relatively soon that we've pre-ordered or, you know, have in our library queues or yes. whatever. Um, I didn't know we were only doing books that weren't out yet. I broke the rules a little bit. I, I have one in here that came out in January. I think that's fine. Thank you. Yeah. I, I appreciate your flexibility. <laughs> yeah. I think that's totally fine. Um, and I feel like the one that you have on your list, yeah. um, it's just, you know, it's just really starting to get buzzed. That's so right. it's, yeah, it's like new to every, do you want to start with that one? Sure. Now that okay. we hyped it up so much. <laughs> so this book has been out in Europe and in France specifically for I don't know a year or two and and um, but the American version just came out that it was yeah. there was an English new to us new to us so in January yeah. the perfect nanny by Leila Slamani was released and this thing was having like gone girl levels of fame in France which yeah. is um, where the author is from um, it won the Prix Goncourt, which is their big book prize, which is usually awarded to like older books. But they were like, this one's so good. It's we so have good. To... We just got to give it. Yeah. To it. We... yeah. So it's it, it, I'm not spoiling anything because it starts with the big event, which is about a nanny who kills um, these babies who are her charges. Um, it is very loosely based slash inspired by an actual story that happened in New York of a nanny who killed two of her um, the children she was caring for. At first, I had enough Law and Order SVU style distance from this to be like, whatever. Like, I love a thriller so much. I will say that as I I was reading the news yesterday morning, and a news story about the actual trial popped up because the woman the trial is actually happening now. Yeah, it happened yeah. a couple of years a year or two ago. But the, and I read the article, and it is so. Devastating. devastating that it made me like it was kind of it made me kind of not want to go back <laughs> and finish the book I'm going to that's um, interesting because I feel like when you first told me about this book mm-hmm. I, at first I was like I don't want to re- I have no interest yeah. in reading this like I just don't like thrillers that much yeah. I don't like these like really dark um just sort of like murderous yeah stories I, I know and then I feel like the more I hear about it, and I heard an interview mm-hmm. with the off author mm-hmm. on the high low, yeah, really which was really fantastic and compelling. Um, and I just really bought into the author listening to her yeah. there. Um, and like, it made me think. It, it just made me think more about what this book was about, which was about like well, womanhood and career, yeah. and what it means to have a nanny, what it means to be a nanny, and the relationship. Um, but the, the way that relates to immigration and all of these things that I hadn't necessarily thought about as much. It's um, total, as this book it is very to much about it's it, it's very much about class. It's very much about immigration. Like you said, it's very much about the woman's changing role yeah. as a working mother, um, which is part of what is so devastating about it. And and in this like brief news article about it really got to the heart of all of that. Yeah. Um, in a way that that's totally devastating. But it is it. So far, it's really good. Um, I first discovered it via Megan O'Connell's Twitter, who is a wonderful person to follow on Twitter and Instagram. For yeah, we had her on this podcast yes, at one did. point. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also recommended the interview that you mentioned on the high-low. I feel like one of my my books is mm-hmm. a p- potential companion book to this mm. one. Um, it's called That Kind of Mother by this guy, Ruman Alam, who mm-hmm. I just love. I feel like I've been following his magazine writing for years, um, but he wrote his first novel a year and a half, two years ago, maybe, called Rich and Pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, the title and the like cover art make it seem like it is a different book than it is um, that book. Um, it is much more like thoughtful than 
it's like it you know it yeah. has art of yeah, two yeah. women's legs yes um and that makes me think of a very specific <laughs> yes. thing and it is like more mm-hmm. um, complicated than all that and it is about a um adult female friendship that started as a childhood friendship mm-hmm. and just the complicated nature of you know of growing a relationship of evolving a relationship but his new book is about a white mother who just has you know her first baby and hires a black nanny mm-hmm. um and i don't think this is giving anything away either the nanny um, has her a child of her own and dies during childbirth, and mm. the uh, woman who had hired her adopts that baby, um, and so it's a it's about wow. yeah yeah right. This is some intense shit we're getting into. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't these feel like they should could could or should be read side by side? They truly do. Like truly do. We're issues of race, class, motherhood, nannyhood. Yeah, yeah. It's super interesting conversations around all this. It's also <laughs> it. It reminds me of the puff piece that was in, I don't know if it's a puff piece, maybe I shouldn't call it that, I don't even think I read it, that was in the New York <laughs> Times about the nanny-o, the na- like nanny the nanny cameo of nanny oh, showing yeah, up on yeah, social media, yeah, which yeah. actually like is a relevant thing to talk about, which is where like, you know, people, people demonstrating that they're not in it by themselves, that they right. do have people helping them achieve this life that it looks like they're, you know, could. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like issues of like, is there like shame around this either because it indicates a certain level of class or because it indicates that you're not like a good mother if you have a yeah, nanny or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, it definitely, I will say that, um, yeah, I, I it is so it is so much more than just um a, like a, a murder. Both of these are it's like more yeah. than there's a lot more than just the murder there. Yeah. Or well, the, the, well, there, the, yeah, was, the <laughs> other one's not a murder. Yeah. Fine. Totally, totally. Fine. Um Roman's book comes mm-hmm. out in May, um and the other book coming out in May that I just started reading that we got the galley of um from Riverhead, which is just such a great publisher and I trust pretty mm-hmm. much everything they put out. Agreed. Um, is a debut novel by this woman named Aja Gable, um, and it's called The Ensemble, and mm-hmm. it is about a string quartet um, mm-hmm. and the, they, who are just like getting out of um, conservatory and the complicated relationships between them. So there are two men and two women, and one of the men and one of the women are in and out of a relationship with each other, and like you know, there's sort yeah. of like complicated dynamics that yeah, it's really it's good so far, and I don't care much about spring, string quartets broadly so <laughs> you know exactly exactly so the writing is really good though my other book that hasn't come out yet the yeah. one that yeah. i did play here by we the go rules okay. and said look at me i know about a book that hasn't come out yet <laughs> um is emergency contact by mary hk Choi. um I well, one I love Mary's writing. She writes a lot of for a lot of magazines um, and on the internet a lot, and she's just a really sharp, compelling personality, sharp, funny, witty. Um, Did did she write that letter of recommendation years ago for Lacroix? Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of her most notable pieces. Which is a column for um, New York Times Times Magazine, Magazine, and it's just people writing about like something that they're obsessed with. Yeah, that's right. Um, She wrote this um, romance novel. It's a it's a YA romance novel called Emergency Contact. That's as much as I know about it, but that's all I needed to know about it because in addition to being a fan of hers, I recently discovered that I really like romance novels, um, which was you a did. great comfort to me because it made me realize that it's not just that I like Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, yeah, no, which, I think it's... you know, is something I think we all... Gra- we, we, meaning you, Chris, me, everybody in my life has, had, has struggled with this reality. Grapples with the fact that you like Fifty Shades yeah. of Grey. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And so then I read this other romance novel called um, The Wedding Date. Also got really into it. And um, I was like, comforting that it's a genre. That's how I felt. I was like, oh, so it's not. And listen, like I also pre my husband had 
liked assholes a lot. So I was like, well, that's why I like Fifty Shades of Grey because this guy's an asshole. So I was like, oh, that's what it is. But no, I think I just like a love story. And I like a love story too. Um, And I think that this book actually... I don't love romance novels yeah. as much. Okay. Um, but I do love YA. Yeah, so this and could I love be a, a YA romance. Yeah. So this could be this could be something for me yeah. too. So I could be something in this for both I'm of us. I'm building out my romance <laughs> novel repertoire like a year after we interviewed a romance novel bookstore on yeah, totally. the podcast. I'm finally really discovering my genre and I'm excited to to share my journey with a few things audience um another thing i want to talk about before mm-hmm. we before we move on mm-hmm. um is something i'm obsessed with on of a kind Tell lately mm-hmm. um so we've been putting together these little kits yes. of personal care products mm-hmm. and one that i'm especially psyched on is the outdoor kit mostly because i feel like the things that we have in it are very hard things to find good like totally. relatively good for you yes. versions of so Agreed. it includes the unsun cosmetics tinted mineral sunscreen which we had the founder of um Unsun on the podcast a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. Katanya Bro, who's amazing. She um, really is. The Jow Refresher, which is like fancy Purell yep. um, that I also use on pimples. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, the St. Olio Body Refresher in Neroli, which is like mm-hmm. a body splash in like a 2018 <laughs> way. That's right. You know, yeah. you know body splashes. Yeah, totally. You know totally. body splashes. It it's is not good... freesia scented. No. Or, or juniper berry. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or raspberry vanilla oh, or whatever. God. Yeah. Stop. I couldn't even tell you. Um, getting ahead of Cucumber melon. About it. <laughs> um, and the thing I think I'm most excited about the Cold Spring Apothecary bug spray. Mm-hmm. This bug spray smells amazing. It does smell really um, good. Which is not something I've ever said about a bug spray before. Yeah. Um, but it feels like the, all the right kind of stuff yeah. to be like getting on hand as we move out of cold weather because that's going to happen eventually. Very soon. Well, and people are going on spring break. Totally. And they're so, like planning like hiking trips and yep. camping. And I don't know the people that do outdoorsy, more outdoorsy things than me. That's um, right. Yeah. So if you if you would like to try this thing out, get it for 10 percent off with the code a few things. Um, so we have been getting a lot of listener feedback, follow up commentary lately on some of the things we talk about on the podcast. Yes. And then we also solicited some yeah. questions from yeah. people because we decided we're just going to do a whole section of this podcast on mailbag. Um, but the one topic that incited so much commentary that we just did not expect was flossing. Yeah, flossing. Um, because people have a lot of thoughts, and I just didn't see it coming. Neither did I. You guys really have, have a lot of thoughts on flossing, and I'm I'm here for it. And tips and tricks. Not yeah. even just thoughts, because I think the general yeah, thoughts no, were we true. should do this and we should do it more, um, but here's how we can do it. Well, flossing really is one of those things that, I mean, there's lots of other things out there like it, but I think it just hangs over people's heads, yeah. you know, in a really big way from the and time like they are And if you do it regularly, child. you feel really virtuous. Yeah. It's like a very, right. it's a three minute way to feel virtuous. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there you go. Um, so should we read some of these? Yeah. So if you'll recall, um, yeah. for those, those of you who did not um, listen to our own, to, our, to whenever we talked about this, um, I recently adopted a water pick. Team water pick. And Erica recently found a Team chic, Coco Floss. Yeah, chic <laughs> floss dental floss called coco floss yeah um, we can get those printed on t-shirts you could oh, be just no. team water pick and i could be team coco I'm floss into it. yeah totally i think this per- so we got comments about all of them so bronwyn <laughs> writes i have a really tight jaw and flossing has always been super unbearable you know what bronwyn i don't have a super tight jaw and flossing has always been unbearable <laughs> for me i would cut off my fingers circulation by like two three same I use a water pick, but I was also advised by my dentist to actually get up in there with floss at least a few times a week for the sake of gum health. 
this was my concern. This was what yeah. I didn't want to hear. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I sensed that, the, yeah. <laughs> I sense that that was probably news. the case. But it, I do think, which is, look, twice a week, maybe this is something. Yeah, yeah Okay, yeah. all right, all right. I found this refillable flosser on Amazon called the Tooth Bat Medium Dental Floss Holder. Of course, that's what it's called. The Tooth, tooth Bat, Bat is a strange medium, name. Yeah, okay. Medium Dental Floss Holder. What I love about Brownwin's comment is it incorporates both of our loves. Yeah, totally. I thread my strawberry cocoa floss through it. She didn't want to choose teams. She, didn't she totally, want to make she knows her audience. Yeah, she knows her audience and she knows what we're here for. Yeah. It also gives you three sides of top floss so you can kind of alternate it through your mouth in whatever is the most comfortable way. I got to see this. Thing. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, it must have like a triangle. Yeah, it must. Be, yeah, I got to see this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to look it up. You while, look it up you while keep, I read, the, read next the next one. one. I'm going to look it up. Um. Newsletter reader Jennifer wrote in with a tip about buying floss in bulk and storing it in a mason jar because then then you fit the dental floss top into the lid of the jar and it looks cuter. Thank you, Jennifer, for that tip. That's a good um, one. That is a good tip. If only I flossed often enough to take advantage of it. And then this one is also a water pick related comment from Tracy. My dental hygienist recommended that I get a water pick. Great to hear that this is endorsed by, <laughs> by a professional um, and suggested that I store and use it in the shower. This is a total game changer. No need to make a mess on the countertop to take. Things you weren't even concerned about making the mess on the countertop. Which is I've interesting. been hiding it whenever I've been concerned. So you uh, might come into my bathroom because it's big. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. I do. It's just not good looking. I, OK, storing it in the shower um, is a good. A although good... I don't think she's referring to the mess of the thing itself. She's referring to the fact that the water like sprays. sprays that's what I, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, is also a concern um, to take things to the next level. She subsequently suggested filling the water pick with Colgate whitening rinse instead of water. Tracy, your dental hygienist is wild. Why do you keep saying hygienist? Hygienist. Hygienist. Yeah. <laughs> I'm usually the ones that you can't, can't say words. You but are. But hygienist. Because hygiene. Yeah. Because totally. dental hygiene. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. It's hygienist. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I have a really, okay, I have yeah. an update. Uh -huh. I know what the tooth bat looks like. Okay. And it is nothing like what I thought. Oh, really? Let me show you. It's like. Oh, my God. It looks like a claw, like a bird claw. Yeah, it does. Okay. So imagine a bird's foot. And imagine <laughs> yeah. then threading dental cross floss between its toes and then that is what you're using oh my god and i love this woman's like i have a tight jaw but ma'am you must have to open your mouth so wide no, to get I think, that thing in i think there. what she's i think the thing is you can use any of the sides so you can approach it at different like angles okay okay um, and I you don't see. have to like squeeze your fingers in your mouth the, that yeah. is huge for me and i will say that i had as, as i get what braun one sees in this device i just didn't expect it to be what it is no i I the thing that I see in it too is that I mentioned I love those little dental things that look like swords because you don't have to wrap it around. Well, your this thing is a dental thing with swords, but from like with three angles and eco friendly because I hate that the, the how much throw those things goes. away. It's crazy. Right. Yeah, it's really crazy. Yeah. Keep your floss tips coming. You yeah, know, these were great. These were surprisingly inspiring. Yeah. I would say. I I, <laughs> I my only question with Tracy about the water pick in the yeah. shower is does that mean that she is filling it up with hot water no she's putting the colgate whitening in it oh right okay she answered yeah, your yeah, question yeah, no you're right never mind tracy don't don't bother writing in with a response okay. <laughs> um should we talk about some other questions that people wrote in with yes ma'am we should let's get this out of the way first the most frequent question that yeah. we got was people who wanted updated beauty and hair routines which we will 
we are, we heard you we, and yeah. we will do this. We will do that. Both of our hair has gotten a lot shorter since the last time we has did. Has mine gotten a lot shorter? Yeah, I saw a picture recently and I was like, whoa, <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. I can't remember what it was from, but I was like, wow, I, that was post like Erica having shoulder length hair, but it's still a lot longer huh. than it was here. Okay. That's interesting. This is riveting conversation. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm sure. Huh. Um, and then we're also going to do an episode on morning routines, which is one of those things where we were like definitely had that idea one day in the subway. Like, That's too boring. Yeah, but nobody cares. But I, th- I'm, but I'm six or for, so people yeah. s- said they cared. So we're going to do a morning routine yeah. one. Um, so sorry so to the rest of we're you. We're not going to do it on this episode though, because it feels like too long. So instead, on this episode, we're just doing a couple quick hit ones mm-hmm. that we feel like we can tackle. Um, this first one is from, uh, Rachel, who's actually one of our designers. She used to make necklaces for us, um, under the name Academy. Um, she says wedding planner and or marriage advice for someone getting hitched this summer. Could this be a whole episode? Well, one, it could, we think maybe it was, (laughs) we think the answer is yes. We're pretty sure we did a whole episode. This is episode 120 and we're actually really bad at what happening in episodes one through 40. That's right. But the, but either way, we definitely also both wrote about our weddings on of a kind and we'll link to those. But also we got married a good while ago and I feel Mm -hmm. like things have changed, not like the entire culture, but I think that I think our advice now having been guests at a lot of weddings since might be more helpful. Yes. No? Yeah. So we're not going to do a whole episode no. again, but we're going to we're going to share some tips. What do you got? Um, mine are OK. A couple that are like one. Yes. Watching friends, but also two, like what I wish I would have done differently. Yeah. I wish I had done pictures before the ceremony. Yeah. Um, why? Here's why. Because I did not want to miss a single second of my wedding, the of the action afterwards. Like, I just wanted to see my friends and be dancing with them. And so the pictures, like, we didn't take a ton of them. I wish we had taken more, like, with, like, just group family shots and all that stuff. And in my mind, for whatever reason, I approached the entire concept of wedding photography as superfluous. I was like, I want good pictures, but I don't want, like... Which is weird for you, too. I know. I think because I just felt... I think for whatever reason, I, I zeroed in on that as being, like, a bridezilla quality. And I was like, I won't the do photography? it. Yeah, yeah, or just, like, or, like, spending a ton of time and money on it i was just like that is the the pressure i won't succumb to when in fact yes you are correct i'm an extremely visual person (laughs) um i love photography and i wish i just said we're going to do this for an hour before the ceremony and the reason we didn't is because we hadn't done we had like eliminated a lot of the mystery before the wedding like chris had seen my dress yeah we'd done we hadn't done a lot of the romance stuff so i was like well that'll be the one piece of romance is that chris won't see me until i walk down the aisle um in retrospect that was it would have just been more worthwhile to do the pictures beforehand yeah yeah um and and yeah just like do them all like do all of the family formations and take the time and then just don't worry about it afterwards that makes sense yeah that that was my one thing and oh go ahead something i had that was just swiped from um our friend Lizzie um, Fortunato and Mm -hmm. her husband Peter their wedding that I thought was just a genius thing and I feel like I feel like I'm going to see it like 10 times over the next couple years because Mm -hmm. I thought it was so smart if people if people want to take the time to do this with their like hotel guest welcome Mm, situation so smart they had this little printout where they you know where they had the guide of what time everything was starting and what place to get brunch nearby right on that same document on the back side, it had a list of guests that should seek out other guests at the wedding for what reason. And it was like you and you both like grew up going to this like lobster shack in mm-hmm. Maine. You guys should talk about it. You and you both have PhDs in like music. Um, 
and it did these really funny pairings where like you and you are the people most likely to have weed yeah um, <laughs> at the after party um it was just so it was smart. so charming and, and it so, really did i think yeah. genuinely spark conversations between people it was like it provided the icebreaker it was really good it's such a good thing for a destination wedding or something where like people are going to be together for a whole weekend especially and have the time to meet each other i loved that i thought it was so charming i took a picture to send it to my friends who are getting married oh, this summer yeah yeah totally so my number one piece of wedding advice yeah that I actually did take to heart more or less myself was that it's not actually about you which was the when when Chris and I got engaged I was like or maybe even before we got engaged I was sort of like on the fence about what I would want a wedding to be yeah and Chris was like no I want a big or not like a big wedding but like a proper wedding and yeah. here's why because like a marriage requires so much community to support it and the wedding is a chance for you to say like hey we're doing this will you support us and for your community to say back to you like yes we will and that really spoke to me and carrying that throughout the decision making process really helped me because it was like if my parents wanted to invite people it was like yeah this isn't just about me and like my show this is about all of you too and so like thinking a lot about what other people would want felt really natural to me because I understood it as this thing like where we're all getting together and doing this thing and you and I'm like I'm asking a lot of these people to like not only come to the wedding, but to like support us through our mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, marriage. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that really helped me to not get frustrated because mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, you want to bring so and so. OK, fine, whatever. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. my number one piece of advice. Um, I think something that you and I both really forced ourselves to do um, is that we decided what things we were going to focus on mm-hmm. and did not put focus into the other things. Yes, like decided that's true. Like, like, neither of us like went hard at flowers. No. Um, I had, pl- I didn't have flowers at all. I had plants yeah. that, I, I didn't have a traditional wedding either. I had yeah. like a wedding party, party. thing yeah. after, like a year after. Um, but we like rented plants. We mm-hmm. didn't do flowers at all. And yeah. you did really simple. Um, Just like peonies. Cut, yeah, yeah, cut peonies yeah. in um, little glass like bottles. Yeah. Um, and that was something we both decided, yeah. like, that's not a priority for me at yeah. this thing. I'm not going to spend the time, the money or just the headspace totally. on that thing. I none of my wedding like questions or regrets and not like I have a ton of regrets, but none of them have to do with like not doing more decoration Stuff. or trying harder. None of it has to do with having like, oh, I didn't try hard enough. And I didn't. It didn't take over no, my life. Totally. And I don't regret not trying harder. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, re- I regret sometimes not having like more pictures. And I regret a couple people that like I, I regret not inviting more people because I was really worried about space. I think that's another thing like which speaks to this like it's not about you. Like it's just like don't just worry have about the people. The, yeah, just, just have, have the people, people that you, you want to be there. Like, five yeah. years later be like, man, I really wish you were at my wedding. No, those are the those are yeah. the things for me, too, that I'm just like glad I got to invite whoever I wanted to invite um and i think there were certain things that i sacrificed that i thought at the time like oh am i gonna care about this like food right the food at my wedding was like not what i would have chosen if Mm -hmm. i could have chosen from a massive list but we chose a venue based on space Mm -hmm. and there was a one caterer option and you know what like no one remembers the food it's like you like it in the time where you don't like it but that's not the thing five years later you're like you know what and i care about food but like no and you know what we got dairy cream ice cream cake and that makes up for everything that totally makes up for everything yeah. yeah um the next question, yeah, from our dear friend Kayleen, who has a lot of public appearances to make right now, yeah, um, said, "How do you pump yourself up for public appearances when you're not feeling it?" Our one of our very favorite Mindy Kaling quotes in mm-hmm. the world is, "Sometimes you just got to put on lip gloss and pretend to be psyched." That's right. And I feel like 
I I feel like I have to apply that to a lot of things of just like walking into a meeting and being into a bad mood and being like, okay, like this is happening. I'm doing this right now. Or like waking up and going to a yoga class in the morning when I don't want to (laughs) of just being like, this is happening. This is happening. Like I can't stop the train. I don't, you know, that's not even the point. I don't even necessarily want to derail the train. I just have to accept that this is reality. This is happening. And I'm just going to fake it until I get into into a better mood. That's it for me is the faking it. For me, it's kind of the same as the wedding. It's not about you. Yeah. Like this is a performance. So actually how you feel doesn't matter at all. No. Um, This is a performance. You're acting and um, you're just going to fake it. Yeah. And, that, and like, I think yeah. if you can do that for a couple minutes, you can exactly. also get to yourself to the head place you where yourself. you just feel better and you like are in a good mood and you feel better about the place that you're in. Mr. Corral, my eighth grade history teacher, yeah. always said that if you will just smile long enough, you will trick yourself into being happy. That's a nice quote. Mr. Mr. Corral is great. Yeah, um, he seems like a nice yeah, guy. Yeah, that's like one of the few things I remember from that class, but it feels like the most important. <laughs> it truly um, does. It truly does. The other thing we yeah. found really works... Um, especially for photo shoots, is a shot of tequila. That's true. That is absolutely true. Um, That relaxes the jaw. I don't know. It makes the smile feel more natural. And depending on the style of public appearance, it could also be appropriate. Totally. Yeah. Um, But I do think it's just, and music really helps me too. Um, And everybody has their pump up songs. Recently, my pump up song was um, Secondhand News, Fleetwood Mac. I don't know why. Like nothing about the lyrics feel right, but it was just, it's just like a, it's got a good beat. It'll get you going. Okay. Yeah, sure. Is that Alex, you feel good about that? Yeah, he loves it. He, he, he approves. suddenly perked up. He was like, wasn't listening to the whole episode. But then secondhand news from Fleetwood Mac was mentioned. And there he was. Um, I don't know what my pump up song is right now. I mean, it's always changing for me. But that was that one huh. served me well for a good long while. And they also I have a high turnover rate because they all then appear on my running mix. And yeah, and I get bored of them really quickly. But you you have to just fake it. That's have to the just answer. Yeah. And just put in it and really just be like, it doesn't matter that you're in a bad mood or that you're feeling whatever, because that's well, because leaning into that's you. not going to help. Anything. Exactly. This yeah. isn't about you. It's about the people you're appearing for. And you got to be there for them. Um, another question that we got. Mm-hmm. How do you make friends as an adult? Um, this question came up from a couple of people. I was thinking about this and maybe this is wrong, but I kind of feel like a lot of the same tactics that are used in dating are oh yeah I think good for friends so because one I was thinking I was like well like group dates yeah right like it's so much easier to be like hey like if you have a friend and I think this is one way it's been easy for you and I to like make a lot of new friends is like we're always kind of together we have this source of comfort right so like meeting a new person out for drinks doesn't feel like oh my god is this going to be so awkward it's like is it going to be an hour and a half that just feels so weird yeah and so it's like you know and if you have another friend who you can rope into going on like a friend double date or group date, I think that that really helps um, make things easier and more natural. Agreed. And then the other thing that I think is like dating is just like kind of the thrill of putting yourself out there and asking the person on the date. I think that's true too. And I think having that experience where you realize that I, it's, this is also like dating. Mm-hmm. Again, we're two fools who haven't dated in way too long to be giving <laughs> but anything. We think. But yeah, but, but I've think. been reading romance novels. Oh, so <laughs> you are an expert. You, yeah. I would say, you're for sure an expert. Yeah. Um, I think when you put yourself out there and you have a good friend friend date with someone, yeah. 
then it opens you up to the idea of more friend dates. Exactly. Even if that doesn't turn into some You've like big practice. serious yeah. relationship, you, you just see the potential. That's and right. And you realize that you could make friends as an adult. I also, yeah. And I also just think, I mean, again, I haven't dated in a romantic way in a really long time, but it does, it is that sense of like romance in the beginning when you're like, oh my God, we really like each other. Yeah. This is like, yeah. We really like each other. Yeah. 100%. So I think just using those same sort of general tactics and also being okay if it doesn't work out. If you're like, that was like not that much fun. Don't do it again. It's an hour and a half of time yeah. or something. I mean, don't commit yeah. to, you know, don't commit to drinks and dinner. That's the other dating <laughs> lesson. You just That's, do one. You just do something small. I think we've got another book in us, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. How to make friends. <laughs> but, and yeah, it's all just, we're just going to like copy a dating book. Yeah. We're just going to reprint. He's yeah. just not that into you and <laughs> with a new right, title. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, do we want to do one more? Sure. Let's do one more. We have some time. What do you want to do? Um. Uh, I have a curveball one that I thought it's not on our written list here, but I thought people wanted to know where we where we want to travel. Oh, they did. Where's they want to know where we want to travel yeah. and they want to know where we're eating in Brooklyn. Um, oh, that was one. OK. Um, Brook- so maybe we can do both of those quickly. Yeah. Cause I feel like. Okay. OK. Where we want to travel. I have two really big trips planned this year. You do. Um, both around weddings. Mm-hmm. Um there are two trips I probably wouldn't take in the same year if I had mm-hmm. control over yeah. when people were getting married. Turns out I don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the first one, I'm going to Japan. So exciting. In August, I've never been. Um, Have you bought tickets yet? No. I am so, so overwhelmed by the process. Yeah. I'm generally pretty good at just like pulling the trigger yeah, and being like, okay, are. I'm going to just like buy the tickets and then right. figure out the rest. It just feels so overwhelming mm-hmm. as a concept to plan a Japan trip. I also I feel like you. everybody who has ever been to Japan is like, I have a 12-page document I could send yeah. you um, yeah. to guide you through it. I, I have that. I know you do. I could yeah. send you. I, I am willing to give you a VIP treatment and talk you through it so yeah. you don't have to go through that document. I would love that. Yeah. 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 So that so I know we're yeah. going to go to Kyoto. That's where the wedding is. Okay. That's exciting. And obviously Tokyo. Yeah. And then I feel like something in between. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like Thomas would love Mount Fuji in that area. It's true. Like hiking and that's true. Yeah, the forests. That's a good thought. Okay, all right. This is helpful. Yeah. Um, and then my second is my brother and his fiance Caitlin's wedding in Tuscany. Yeah. And that is in November. Um, so I think we're gonna go to Rome and maybe just stay oh, around be Rome fun. before. I loved Rome when, yeah. when my my brother got married in Italy too. It's um, gosh, our brother's so much fancier <laughs> yeah, than us. That's yeah. so true. And we did, I did a trip around Italy because um, he also got married in Tuscany and Florence. Oh. Um, and I, the Rome was the highlight for me and the other time, and Florence obviously is great, but I was wished we had spent more of the time in Rome. Um, uh, Thomas studied abroad in Rome and I feel mm-hmm. like just renting an apartment there for yeah. like, yeah, and just maybe taking great. little day trips or, you know, half day trips mm-hmm. instead of trying to do too much else. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. I have no trips planned. Well, that's not, I mean, I'm going to L.A., which is like my... L.A.'s dreamy. It's a great... I, yeah, yeah, no, I'm very happy to be going to L.A. I'm jealous you're going to L.A. Um, I, I'm jealous of myself. I love yeah, going yeah, to L.A. Yeah. It's just not so much of like a... Tri- it's it, it, We go and stay in a family home there, and it's lovely, but it's not um, like... A, it's more of like a chill at the house and yeah. like have nice dinners. If I travel we chris and i have both been really wanting to go to the south but the problem is because i just have never done the south the problem is is, crazy to me i know it's crazy it's so easy it we always travel in the summer and i have no desire to go in the summer and it's just we can never seem to get it together to go in the winter the fall or the spring i I don't know why i don't want to kick this to 2019 yeah 
but I think you could potentially go for your birthdays next year That's if you don't idea. if you don't make it happen this idea. year because now is a really nice time of year agreed agreed I would love to be there right now I I listen yeah <laughs> I tried yeah no, um the other place that has been on my list for a while is Norway I would really like to see the fjords. Yeah. Um, That is very appealing to me. And then our friend Britt is in Nicaragua right now and making it look amazing. She truly is. On Instagram. And I've had a couple friends who've gone there. My friend Kyle met his wife there. Um, Oh, really? So that bodes well. Um, And it's it's pretty expensive. You think you might need a new spouse? I I already have two spouses. You want a third? You're going to get one in Nicaragua. Um, No, but people love um, Nicaragua. Um, And yeah, this Instagram situation is really making me want to go and so i was like well maybe that's a this year trip because mm-hmm. um feels feels doable yeah to me with all the other stuff going on like a house yeah, yeah. i'm mostly traveling to my house yeah totally yeah um can we talk about like one restaurant Ooh, yes, one or two restaurants yes, yes. that you're really excited about in brooklyn these days um i feel super blessed mm-hmm. because we moved to a neighborhood that has three places that i feel great about going tell me golda all day cafe um can't wait until they open for dinner service um amazing pastries amazing like mediterranean and style inspired plates and like the nicest owner that there ever oh is oh my gosh i think chris and i i think mm-hmm. you have when, a little bit of a friendly competition going yeah well just chris made friends with the owner when he they opened this restaurant yeah. feels great about it danny's wonderful i feel great about the fact that they're friends yeah i made friends with danny and Danny made friends with everybody, by the way. Yeah. I made friends with Danny <laughs> yeah. when he opened his other, other restaurant, yeah. mm-hmm. Tilda, yeah. R.I.P. And Chris doesn't really like, understand or recognize he, that that bond was there before. Right. He doesn't acknowledge that. It's no. awkward. No, it's weird. It's, it's awkward. Yeah, I understand. It it's awkward. Yeah. I hope you guys make it through this. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I'll let you know. Should we ask Danny to choose? <laughs> yeah, I think. That's the only way to solve this problem. I also, the number of people listening right now who also all think they're Danny's best friend. It's, super I think awkward. this might be a rude awakening yeah. for a lot of people. I think so too. Um, the other place that I is right next door um, to Golda is Hearts. Bon Appetit's best new restaurant of 2017. No big deal. No big deal. Um, similar to Golda, just it feels easy. Yeah. Like it's just like you can, I mean, it's, you can't pop right in all the time because it's pretty popular, but um, it's just, it doesn't feel like a big to do whole thing. And I like that about it. And I didn't have that in my old neighborhood where I live, just like an easy place that we could pop into um, and lots of healthy options, which I love. They, they love anchovies. I love anchovies. Same. Um, and then a place that does feel like a little bit more of a to do, but is really good is Otway. Um, which is also in my neighborhood. And it's definitely a little pricier and it's definitely a little fancier and it's harder to eat healthy. Owned by a woman, woman chef, yes. like very, yeah. The most phenomenal bread. Um, oh. oh my God, I forgot to tell you and I forgot to tell my dad. The first time we went there, um, which was pretty like early on in it, it's this restaurant's existence. Tenure, yeah. yeah. Um, my dad ordered a cheese plate and was really annoyed because it says cheese and seasonal things. And he just assumed that seasonal things included bread and it didn't. And there was like a little bit of, <laughs> of a thing. Yeah. Um, so when we're leaving, he felt it was his right to like take caramels <laughs> from this like tray of friend. He was like, everybody take a caramel. And we were all like, those are definitely for display. And he was like, no, take a caramel. Like this is, you deserve a caramel. Like, Cause we didn't you get didn't bread. get bread. I, we probably got bread to be honest. I can't remember. It was such a weird moment that I'll never forget on yeah. my dad's behalf. We went back last weekend to Otway on a double date, and they had added a sign to that cart that says for display only. 
<laughs> Everybody was, like, was taking a caramel. Yeah, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Where are you liking to eat? Um, my favorite new restaurant that I haven't been to nearly enough but think about all the time is Mimi's Diner, mm-hmm. um, which diner feels like a bit of a misnomer, but they're like, it. you know, it's part of its like sort of con- conceit. Mm-hmm. Um, it is... The dinner is sort of like comfort foodie, but in a cool way. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I went, I had this egg salad that they served like lettuce wraps. Mm. Um, it was delicious and wonderful. So like P.F. Chang's chicken lettuce wraps, but egg salad. Correct. Into um, it. Into it. Um, they have like green goddess dressing on things. Mm-hmm. I haven't been for their brunch yet, but apparently their brunch is a real thing. Um, f- before you order, mm-hmm. they have um, little like bowls of mm-hmm. mixed junk food cereal i saw that and on instagram, yeah people on are instagram people are like pr- fruit loops and yeah stuff. it's like fruit yeah. loops and lucky charms and um, cinnamon toast crunch like all mixed together for you to snack on while you're while you're ordering that sounds so good um it is also queer owned mm. um and yeah they do like a um a queer industry night where they like invite people for free drinks and hanging out which i love that's lovely um, yeah it's also just very cute and cozy yeah. in there um these restaurants are all within like six blocks of each other. They really it's are. It's not a guide to Brooklyn. It's not no, like it's a guide to the Brooklyn Clinton Hill Prospect Heights, like Bed Stuy <laughs> Triangle. Yeah, yeah Triangle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's right. Is That's... there anywhere else? I feel like you have some other places that you've been excited about. <sighs> I'm like mostly asking for myself now. <laughs> I feel like that's the one yeah, that no, I like, think about right. all right. the time. It's yeah. the one I think about the most, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's good. People can make their way through these four. We'll serve yeah. up some others soon. Eventually. That about it? Yeah. That's the show. Um, you can listen to us wherever podcasts are found, like Stitcher, iTunes. Leave us a review. We have some really good ones. I was reading them recently. Really? They said, I haven't read them Stop recently. Stop saying totally so much was one piece of feedback. <laughs> um, and now Spotify. Follow us at Of A Kind on Instagram and Twitter and like our Facebook page. Totally. If you have any ideas or requests for the show, email them to a few things at ofakind.com. To advertise on our podcast, email advertising at ofakind.com. Our intro music, Butterfield East, is written and performed by the Soulful Saints. Our audio editing is done by Liz Smith, and we record at Showbiz Studios in the East Village. Bye. So many of you guys write in and ask about our theme song. It is called Butterfield East, and it is composed and performed by the Soulful Saints. You can check them out over at DallaRecords.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.